0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Gateway, brought to you by the Northern Illinois University College of Business, where your future is without boundaries and our approach is too. I am joined with my incredible co-host, Dr. Biagio Palese. Welcome, Biagio.
1: Ciao a tutti. Welcome, welcome to another great episode.
0: Now, today's episode, Health and Technology. We will explore the impact technologies, social media, and innovation have had on health, wellness, and physical fitness. To help us examine the multiple facets of fitness, The Gateway is proud to welcome Dr. Lynn Herman. Now, Dr. Herman earned her Ph.D. in community health, health behavior with a kinesiology focus. She also has an MPH with a health promotions concentration. As an associate professor of public health and health education at Northern Illinois University, her research interests relate to the social aspects of exercise and how to promote exercise utilizing social factors, specifically through the use of social media. Dr. Herman teaches health promotion courses at undergraduate and graduate level levels. She is an American Council on Exercise Certified group fitness instructor, health coach, personal trainer, and medical exercise specialist, and serves as a subject matter expert for the American Council on Exercise. Dr. Herman, welcome to the Gateway. Thanks so much for being here.
2: Wow, an enthusiastic introduction. I love it. <laughs>
0: Perfect. We try to, you know, I'm trying to like channel your exercise and like physical fitness kind of energy. Cool. I feel it. Perfect. So let's let's just jump right in. Um, as we're we're all kind of shifting out of our COVID bubbles and all of that stuff. I know when I stepped back into the world, I realized that there was more of me than there was when I went into to, to. You are quarantine. not alone. You are not <laughs> alone. <laughs> okay, good. That makes me feel so much better. So for, for all of us trying to kind of get back into some sort of a, of a normal rhythm, what what are some of those tips to maybe start or re-engage or, or just general advice about doing that stuff? I want to start broad. Sure.
2: Um, the The theory is that the best way to exercise, especially if you've been inactive for a while, is to start with walking. And with walking, you just need a, a space to go. Like some people even walk in place. Um, there are YouTube videos that are somebody walking in place with you. So you have some entertainment. Um, so walking, I would say is, is a good place to start. Um, I would also say, don't be too hard on yourself because that's a really good way to demotivate. So, um, do something that is simple for you to do. And then, and then if you miss a day or a week or a month, uh, don't be hard on yourself and just join back in as soon as uh, you're ready.
0: So here, here's the thing. And it it may be my specific perspective as um, you know, I identify as as a male. And when I hear things like, you know, I want to start doing stuff and I'm like, well, go walk. And I'm like, that's such like, that's not like manly enough. Like there's still a benefit in doing that stuff. Right. Sometimes I I, I shoot way too. Okay. Okay. So that's something reasonable. Um, I'm, I'm always considerate of, being aware of my body and, and where I'm at in it. But I, I, I feel like we all set ourselves up for failure almost when we're looking at other people. Like, if I'm not running a marathon, why do anything? Is that is that a common kind of feeling?
2: Uh, it. I don't think it's uncommon, uh, especially these days with social media, to compare yourself to other people. Um, but as as a reminder, the people that run marathons don't just go run a marathon. There's like months of training that go into it. So just keep in mind if you're going to compare that we're all at different levels. I would also like to say, too, the walking. Walking is not for sissies. It is <laughs> not for the week. Um, so um, you don't want to get you don't want to start an exercise routine and be sore like the next day. Because oh, that's that's not motivating, right? Like if you're so aching, so you're gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take off for a couple of days, and then all of a sudden you haven't worked out. So the whole point is movement. So walking is something we do um as part of our lives. And um if you if you can just do something maybe walk a little faster or listen to music while you're walking so you have a a pace to follow. But um, you will likely be, if you've been inactive walking, you'll definitely feel it in your legs um, the next day. But we don't want to go too crazy.
1: Is there any recommendation on how many steps should we do per day or how many minutes should we work per day? Or is there... So
2: again, we don't want to like set the expectation. Like I have to meet this, this benchmark. I would say, um, get your heart rate up. Feel your heart beating in your chest. That's how, you know, you've, and then sustain it for five, 10 minutes, whatever you can tolerate. Um, but the goal is to get the heart rate up. So to say like, make it to 10,000 steps, which is generally the guideline you'll have from like, um, the Apple watch. And I don't know, maybe also, um, Other devices, um, it's fine. It's a goal. It's a number. It gives you, like, oh, I've made it this far. Um, I'm a little bit less concerned about that number. uh, And I'm more concerned about physiologically what's happening to you. Like, you could walk 10,000 steps very slowly and not ever increase your heart rate or your respiratory rate. And then it's like, well, did I benefit from doing 10,000 steps? So maybe do. 5,000 steps, but make sure that your heart rate gets up in that
1: time frame. Okay. The reason why I ask is uh, during the pandemic and after the pandemic, I, I also get a little bit more lazy. So I, I try to start with an app, which is called Feed Coach. I don't know if you recommend that one or I'm not trying to sponsor them, but they <laughs> always kind of force me and say, Hey, you have to do 10,000 steps. And I like, I struggle so much to that, to do the, you know, to get to 10,000 and it I? of demoralizing to me is like what I'm doing wrong why I never get close to that and yeah I was just curious like if we really need to that de- to get to the point or is just you know increasing a little bit at the time and get better every day
2: yeah I, I would go with the latter there um it's it's not the it's kind of like you know how they say like drinking eight glasses of water a day is what we should do. And again, like fitness and health apps will tell you that, like, did you drink enough water? And yeah, water is important, but there are so many other factors that go into how much water you drink. Like, is it a hot day? Did you sweat a lot? Um, were, were you active doing something else? Like, did you eat a watermelon? Like then <laughs> you have, you have consumed enough water through other sources that you don't literally need to drink eight glasses of water. So Same thing goes for the ten thousand steps. What else have you done? Did you, did you, um, you know, do any other physical activity? (laughs) You sat at your computer all (laughs) day. Because that's part of it too. It's like if you work out for like forty-five minutes, you can get thousands of steps very easily. But say you were on a rowing machine and you were not Mm. stepping, but you were still doing the rowing movement. then you don't get your steps even though you did a really hardcore workout you didn't meet your step goal and that's kind of like demoralizing right like oh yeah
0: it is it worked out great (laughs) but I didn't get my
2: steps so yeah
0: that's very helpful Dr. Herman I'm I'm now I'm not so depressed about who I am as a as a being in this planet so that's that's helpful (laughs) thank you um so I think we all have that number in, in our mind of 10,000 steps or, or and, and I feel like we can attach that to, to the gadgets, the technology, the apps that, are, yeah. that have come through to, to do that stuff. Are, are you, are, are they as helpful as maybe what we assume they are, or is it just kind of a, a, more of a fad that's come through? Where's your opinion on, on those things?
2: Uh, on the devices themselves?
0: Yeah. Just like, or, or even really like the apps and all that stuff and, and just kind of how that's shifting our idea of exercise.
2: It they'll never go away. Um, it's, it's just like diet culture, right? Like once there's a diet, there will forever be diets because people are always looking for something that will change them. And that's not how diets work. That's not how technology works. Um, I think if, if you take away anything from this podcast is that technology is a tool and it is not going to be this miracle thing that saves you, you can use it to help you, but there are other factors that need to go into, um, making the changes in your health or your body, whatever, whatever your goal is, um, technology can help you, but it's not the only thing that will get you there. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's technology that's okay. is a tool. <laughs> Let so, that
2: sink in.
0: Right, that's very helpful. That just that that little perspective change can can I think maybe help a lot of people, including myself. Um, I I'm gonna put you on the spot here, and I expect an answer. Um, okay. What is the best diet? Like, what's the one I need to be doing right now and stick to forever, and to get all of my dreams about how I want to look to be a um, reality
2: dr palese knows the answer to that one because he's from the country that is known for the best diet
1: (laughs) italian (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. mediterranean Mediterranean diet is
2: generally speaking like known to be the healthiest or at least in the top two three healthiest diets on on earth so,
0: so, so um, that, that includes like frozen pizzas and things like that. Right? <laughs> like I can just, I can just do that. Right.
2: You know, um, you so, know, I'm not gonna.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that went silent right there. That was perfect. The, <laughs> the, the, the physical fitness expert in you was like, I am not going to condone that. So we're just going to move on.
2: <laughs> I'm all for pizza. Don't get me wrong. Um, But the Mediterranean Mediterranean diet is about eating vegetables, uh, whole grains, healthy fats. That's the basis of it. So, um, following something along those lines is good. There's also something called, um, the dash diet, which is pretty similar, except it's lower in sodium because there, high sodium contributes to a lot of different health problems, particularly high blood pressure. And, um, yeah, that diet in particular is is also good.
0: Okay, that's very helpful. And and now I want to bring up a a controversial topic. And I'm not sure I I think someone with with your expertise will probably have an opinion on this Um, is should I still be basing off of the food pyramid? That is that I've like, is that a thing? Or should that be completely disregarded?
2: So, believe it or not, the food pyramid went away a few years ago.
0: Okay, and... see, but I'm still like I'm ingrained in that. That's like I, that was kindergarten. That is my I life, know. and I can't give it up.
2: <laughs> you are not alone. Um, so, right now, it's my plate, and okay. my plate. I think it's if you just search my plate, U.S. government, okay. it'll come up. But basically, it's it's um, divided into segments and. The bulk of what you should eat, be eating is uh vegetables. And then it's very much um to me, very much similar to like the American diet, like where you get your like meat, potatoes, and your vegetable. And mm-hmm. it doesn't really like I, I don't when I eat, I don't have food segmented food areas, like things that are more mixed together. So I think it's a little tricky to kind of like splice out like, oh, of this mixed dish I have, like what proportion is but yeah um
0: okay that's helpful
2: (laughs) (laughs) at the very least my plate is the the most recent who knows it changes pretty frequently so
0: (laughs) it's kind of like whether or not eggs are good like i I still oh yeah
2: (laughs) yeah that's the thing about i'm putting diets in air quotes because diet i'm just referring to the way you eat not necessarily like a (laughs) calorie restriction or a food restriction diet. Um, it's constantly changing because the research is changing. We get new information and then we're like, Oh, so yeah, this, you're right. Eggs are a perfect example. They were terrible. First they were good. Then they were terrible. And then, and you couldn't have so many in a week. And then now they're okay. Again, if they're chickens that are, you know, it changes, it changes all the time.
0: So as you're as you're looking at this stuff, and and I, and I feel like, with with our involvement as a society, at least in America or Western culture, um, social media has has really taken on um, a a large segment of the wellness movement. Whether that's you know physical fitness, whether that's mindfulness, meditation, yoga, all of that stuff, is that a generally good thing for us? Or is there, are there negatives? Where is that all kind of, how is that adjusting our perspectives?
2: So I'm going to reference actually uh, two studies that I did, even though I don't want to like, I'm no, not going to go for it. it. No, no
0: brag. This awesome. detail.
2: <laughs> um, the Uh, A colleague and I did a study on Facebook groups related to fitness. So this is kind of like you signed up for a program and then you got like entered into their Facebook group. Facebook groups are free, right? And we were kind of um, like flies on the wall. We were just kind of like listening in, seeing what what were comments were being made. And unfortunately, there was an overwhelmingly negative commentary going on in this Facebook group. And these were people that were looking to lose weight or, um, gain muscle mass. And it was, it was actually way worse than we anticipated, um, in terms of like, um, engaging in, um, dysfunctional behaviors, um, extreme calorie reductions, um, working out when, when your bot when everything in your body is saying like, I need a day off still like, Yeah, push through and then you get like all these people yeah push through the pain and all that kind of commentary which is absolutely not what we should be saying but this was just a group of people that were interested in trying to improve their health and they were actually doing more harm than good so um the other thing about that group was it was almost um normalizing um eating disorder and disordered eating behaviors so like as somebody who's, you know, we, don't, we we're trying to stop this. I, I, we were really almost like appalled and couldn't believe that this was being supported. And this was in one group. So mm. I can't even imagine like what else is going on. And this was from a reputable um, source, a reputable fitness program. So if that's happening at that level, it it really makes me worry for what, what else is going on on Facebook. And this is true for like, you know, somebody posts like a before and after photo, like what kind of comments are they getting on that picture? Um, And, you know, people are always willing to give their opinion on things, even if they're not necessarily the best source. So yeah, that was concerning. Um, And the other study that I did was on Instagram. And we did a very short intervention of four weeks where we had people in a control who did not sign up for our account. And then people who were in the experimental group who signed up for this wellness-based four-week program. And there were three areas. It was fitness, nutrition, and self-care. And over the four weeks, the people in the experimental group who got exposed to the post's Um, There was no change in fitness intention or actual fitness behaviors, exercise behaviors, no change in nutrition intention to change behavior or actual behavior. There was an increase in intention to do self-care, but not an actual increase in the behaviors of self-care. So that says to me that there's a lot of room for improvement, but also the linkage between Oh yeah let's there's that really nice post about um you know go, going outside and and taking in nature and relaxing and breathing the fresh air versus actually going out into nature and breathing the fresh air and taking it in. So there's a little bit of a disconnection there that um who who really understands human beings we don't even understand ourselves how we can go from intention of doing something to actually doing something it's just like there to understand the science behind that is really difficult because we are complex beings
0: is it from from what i gather and again i'm very ignorant on this stuff but it almost seems like those facebook groups and and those those communities can be a I don't know, like a, a, a scapegoat. Like, oh, I did it because I was a part of this group. Like I, I read a bunch of posts about being active. Is, is that kind of where it's still not actually translating into, hey, go out and, and, and walk or go out and be. It, it doesn't actually motivate to a right. Okay.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And that is a great kind of time now to hearken back to what I said before that technology is a tool, right? technology is not the thing that pushes you out the door to actually start moving. It's, it's there. And yeah, like a support group of people who are on a similar fitness journey as you, that's great to have. It's great to have that interaction, but it doesn't mean you actually do the behavior or maybe you'll start because you're got the extrinsic motivation from those in the group, but really you don't have the will on your own to engage in that behavior. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, Thanks. I think mean, I can speak for personal experience. Again, I signed up to the app because I was like seeing myself losing away from my soccer days, where I was mm-hmm. able to run for an hour without having troubles. Uh, but but yeah, I think I think I can I, I can relate to your words. Like I, okay, I, I purchased the app. I I know I'm doing something, and and then I got the notification. And some days, you know, I I can do it. Some days I I don't because I don't I, I don't find the time but it's not pushing me really to, to do the action. It's just kind of a reminder to me to say, Hey, we are here. Do you want to do something or, or not? But it is not going beyond that. And this uh,
2: is exactly think motivation
1: what... is everything, right? Motivation, self-motivation is, is really what, and they don't change that. It's really what motivates you to do something. And,
2: and, and self-motivation changes literally by the minute. Like yeah. Yeah. it's a pet, like, the sun literally just came out for a second. Oh, wouldn't it be nice to go for a walk? And then it went away. Like, it's just this constant, like ebb and flow of of your, your internal motivation to go do something. So yeah, the technology is there. It can help you. It is not the thing that will decide to actually go do the behavior.
1: But, but I want to also go back to uh, one other thing you were mentioning about talking about the, you know, Facebook group, but even on Instagram, uh because I think is is underrated but those information that we share on social media they are broadcasted to a lot of people and people with different type of knowledge and so maybe we can run into some popular people that share like oh let's do this challenge and the challenge can almost like hurt you rather than help you uh if if help you at all so we like I I was thinking like from your point of view there should be some type of regulation in kind of supervising this type of stuff <laughs> like well i mean i know it's going to be complicated but like you know the direction i'm trying to go is to prevent people to do something that cannot themselves physically like right. squatting 500 pounds and you know and then have <laughs> physical damage for the rest of your life
2: right like um Yeah, oh my gosh, that is. there are just so many thoughts that flooded my brain right now about the silly things that people do on social media. Um, There was even that, I don't know if you all saw it, but it was a a push-up challenge and there's like plastic cups and every time you lower down, you pick up the cup and then you put it to the, and you're stacking the cups doing push-ups. First of all, push-ups are not for the faint of heart. There's a lot of core strength that goes into it. And then on top of that, now we're moving cups around, and then you've have some spinal torsion. And yeah, super, super dangerous, especially if you do don't have that initial um body strength necessary to do a push-up. Um, but yeah, it, w- it would it would be nice, but I think things just move so quickly on social media where I, I just don't see and p- plus. To be quite honest, there are way worse things happening on social media than a push-up challenge. So I don't see any regulations happening anytime soon. But um, it's funny that you say that, though, because I don't ever really even see disclaimers like "Engage in this challenge at your own risk." Um, yeah, there's nothing like that. Well, maybe that's required
1: would- because if I do a push-up on moving cups, I will definitely not go to class <laughs> for a week.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, and then Dr. Herman, I, I'm sure there you, you've seen or, or had some experience within those. I'll call them communities.
2: There you um, go. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but that that may be endorsed by a specific icon celebrity something like that yes. and they're endorsing it and it's happening and everyone's flooding to it and then you, you maybe start to look at it and it, it almost has like a cult of personality behind it people start fun- and, and the the real what you're doing whether it's you know eating 12 grapefruits a day and you're like that okay whatever that's a thing now it, it, it I, I think there's a lot is there misinformation with that? And it almost like distorts what our, our true understanding of health and wellness really is. is that it, exactly.
2: Yeah. So it's, it's almost like the promotion of, um, yeah, dysfunctional behaviors and and normalizing dysfunctional behaviors. Um, all for it's, it's, you know, the the Facebook communities themselves are, are not, um, making the creator money, but the creator, the, uh, celebrity, whatever you want to call it, probably sold a program. And this Facebook group was like, here's this bonus. Um, the creator gives this Facebook group. That's like this bonus feature, right. Mm -hmm. To like a support group. And, um, yeah, I think there's somebody's making money off of it and promoting it and supporting it in, in the messages within that community um in the the one that we were in um she was like a celebrity trainer um group and she had a program that she was selling and um she would like occasionally pop on but nobody there was nobody monitoring the comments going on in that facebook group like, there wasn't oh by the way that you know maybe that's unhealthier nobody with credentials was doing any checking in there it was just it was a free for all of like erroneous health information being spread, and then think of like the the social media web. So somebody learns something in there, and then maybe repost it on their page, and then shares that with four hundred other people. And it just is, yeah, definitely misinformation and disinformation, um just like with other areas of life is gets spread on social media.
0: Yeah. When you're when you're potentially like, if I'm a person. Exploring those areas, looking to do that stuff. Is there a, a a resource or kind of like a um, kind of yeah, I'll just say resource that that identifies here's some here's some good ones. Here are some ones that I should be following that tend to lead you on more of those. Now I understand comments are a whole nother world, but like at least the content is something that that we can kind of say this is this is at least a little bit more safe instead of being the wild west of Facebook and Instagram.
2: So. I I have, of course, partial to the American Council on Exercise because that's who I'm certified through and I I, um, work with them. Um, So if you go to any organization like that, that's a, um, um, let me, American College of Sports Medicine, um, other other organizations that look at research and science data to give suggestions um, that have a group of. Um, you know, like a peer review process of any information that gets put up on their website. Um, anything like that is where you should go. And and American Council on Exercise, American College of Sports Medicine—they all have Facebook pages. So if you're looking to share or ask questions, like go there before you go to somebody's. Um, you know, somebody who's got s- skin in the game, right? Like they sold you a program, so they they want you to. like you got all these features but in reality the the true fitness information isn't going to be coming from that person necessarily and like you said don't even bother looking at other people's
0: comments because that's just come on john from cincinnati is a great (laughs) resource Um, Now, within that one, I, I, over over certain administrations and within certain larger, I guess you could say, corporate entities, you see some of the these uh, ideas of. of self-improvement health and all of that stuff so i'm specifically thinking of um first lady uh michelle obama's oh well, yeah of like, mm-hmm. you know that, that kind of thing like get up and move or, or yeah. the nfl's got like play 60 things like that um the
2: verb campaign even i don't know if you remember well, that one
0: it, yeah. exactly th- those Just things there. are those that that kind of goes more into public health correct kind of just saying yeah. hey we're, we're trying to increase awareness within that stuff it, that's mm-hmm. correct right okay
2: yeah so that's um social marketing um public service announcements health promotion campaigns yeah mm-hmm. all, all public health
0: is that something that you see as, as beneficial or is it um within like of course, I'm going to say I like seeing that commercial more than I like seeing, you know, another prescription drug commercial. Uh, but but do we actually see benefits within that as our society, or is it just kind of something we all like? Okay, good for them, but we ignore it and it doesn't really change anything.
2: So there were studies done on the verb campaign, and I see somebody wrote in the in the comment, "It's it's what you do." Yeah, that that's the one. Um, and it was just like jump, dance. Play like that, and it was just like flashing on the screen, and somebody doing it. So there's been research done on on those campaigns and Michelle Obama's campaign, which now the name of that one's escaping me.
0: I know it. I use I literally just had it before I got on here, and I'm like I'm I'm going to search it. You continue to okay. figure it out.
2: Um, There has been research done on those that show they were efficace, efficacious while the program was going, but it didn't have lasting effects beyond the program's end. So while we're seeing the ads and while we're seeing, you know, com- um, commercials and while schools are doing programs, um, yeah, we're good. But once that ends, the movement ends. <laughs> the, the 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 literal and the figurative movement ends. <laughs>
0: Got it, Until- and, and interesting life. Um, Michelle Obama's was the Let's Move campaign. Let's so Move, okay. That, yeah, 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 so that that's, so then as a society, Within this one, if you had all of the power, you could wave a magic wand, superhero cape, all of that stuff. What What would you like to What What thing could we implement or change or kind of see to to actually see a dramatic shift? Because I mean, every three months on on the news, I see about how. America's fat. I mean, I'm sorry to, I don't like that word, but like, that's pretty much every time I take away it and I sit there and I'm like, yep, I'm part of the problem. Like, and then Aww. I eat French fries, like, you know, I'm like, that's where I'm at. So w- what could we shift as a, as a country and more as, as a humanity?
2: Well, honestly, I, I would ask people to maybe strip away the technology and
0: interesting
2: because I, I almost feel like it's, it's, crutch in some ways like it's it's propping us up it's making us like um dr place said it's kind of like making us believe we we might be doing something or we're close to doing something but we're not actually doing something um yeah i i would say take take it away and and kind of like what what makes you happy what kind of movement makes you happy do you like putting on a song and dancing for five minutes then do that like stop listening to what other people have to say and and Listen to what your body wants because our body sells things all the time and we just don't listen. So, um, I can't tell you how many times during the week I'll just put on a song and dance for like three minutes. If I need a break, if I've been sitting at my computer too long,
0: just put what something kind of music, on. What, yeah, what, what kind of music is that? Like, I'm just oh. like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so, classical Mozart, isn't it?
2: <laughs> no, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think what I did this week. Um, it's raining men because it's raining quite no. a lot um so that one's a good one do you know that one dr place yeah <laughs> not gonna sing it um <laughs> uh yeah and then occasionally i'll throw on some like 90s boy band stuff because that's always fun yeah that is
0: yes yes that, 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 that's the key to happiness i think is '90s. sometimes
2: uh Ricky e poveri no ah,
0: okay yes. all right Some italian
2: 1970s music yeah
0: that's not good yeah <laughs> That that already. Something
2: along those lines. Um, The other thing I would recommend too is we are a very inflexible society in terms of like our muscle flexibility and doing some easy stretches while you're watching TV for like five minutes, even can go a really long way.
0: See, Doctor Herman, I love when you recommend exercising while also doing the thing that I do that doesn't require exercising, like watching yeah. TV. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> I, um, I, that's this is how I watch TV shows. Is I, I, I stretch while I'm watching. At least like the first fifteen minutes, I'm stretching because it just seem like what? Up?
0: Why not? So, so he, here again, and, and I'm going to bring my my bias perspective in here, or at least my conditioned response of what is societally or incorrectly identified as masculine but i i don't i don't associate flexibility with health like that that has never been a thing i like you know i would much rather like in my mind i'm like if i can lift 500 pounds there we go i'm healthy but like flexibility within that stuff i i don't associate but then when i try to bend over to pick up a pen i'm like you know yeah. in traction for the next two weeks so it, yeah is that is something that can be benefit like is that a real thing to be kind of focusing on and shifting yeah. some of those perspectives
2: 100% the more flexible you are actually helps you become stronger
0: Interesting okay yeah okay
2: and and um, and flexibility is definitely one of, of the components of fitness
0: Okay. And so and that, uh, that, again, is my my narrow perspective. So thank you. That's for, why we needed
1: this episode, yeah. the Russ. <laughs> right, exactly. that.
0: That's all this whole episode is about. Um, so then what, is, is yoga more of a fad within that, or is that a legitimate thing? I mean,
2: yoga has been around for what, like thousands of years. (laughs) Correct.
0: Yes. So I didn't Um, mean to to be negative within that stuff, but again, you see some of those celebrity kind of um, co-opting that thing and almost shifting it. But Mm -hmm. is that at the essence still a a beneficial thing to be doing? Yes,
2: certainly. Um, I, I would say, yeah, it had definitely has become trendy probably in the last like 20 years, yoga has been trendy, which Um, in the fitness world, 20, 25 years is generally about how long a trend lasts, like from, from the beginning, like the early adopter phase, like the, that, that bell-shaped curve of, uh, people who get engaged in, in the, um, the exercise. Um, I don't see it going away though. I think people have just like reconnected with the concept of it and enjoy it, um, I know a lot of people, unfortunately, don't do yoga because they are inflexible. So therefore, they don't st- like if you don't jump jump in at some point, like you'll never make any progress. That's why I like to call it stretching. I mean, basically,
0: mm-hmm. uh, Th- those like, are interchangeable at the end at that's really kind of what you're I mean, yoga there. is
2: about specific poses and maybe going through one pose specifically to another pose and and more that pattern. We're stretching. You can just do whatever you want, which is why I like it. Um, so yeah, I would I would say yoga is not going anywhere. And if you're intimidated by yoga, then call it stretching and see if that works for you. And and it's a little bit more motivating, maybe.
0: I I, uh, I promise I kind of want to
1: jump on this just because, like, I growing up in Italy, I went to classical studies. So I had to learn Latin I had to learn Greek. And I remember since those days, they were saying like mensana in sano, which means like, if you held physically, you also help mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how much of, what do you think about this? Like, is that true or is
2: it hey. just something
1: that they were saying long time ago?
2: No, no, they were right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, they were
2: right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the whole, I think particularly with yoga, it, it's kind of that concept of the mind-body connection, right? So if, if your body is healthy, your mind is healthy, and therefore your body is healthy. So it's this this continual cycle. Um, yeah, I, I 100% agree with that um, philosophy, mentality. Um, yeah. Um,
0: uh, good. <laughs> yeah, Italians are always right. Um, I'm learning. <laughs> <that now>. uh, <laughs> um, Dr. Herman, there's been, at least before the pandemic, I, I was like pretty much in a meeting a week where someone would d- discuss the absolute horror that we were putting our bodies through by sitting um and sitting for a while it, is that something that i need to go get a veradesk and start standing right now or is that more uh, along those lines of the fad and and i think um the reason why I'm asking that question is again, it it, some of these things come up as more more of those is this misinformation is this disinformation how do I know should I be doing that is standing uh, or switching movement is that a a beneficial thing for us?
2: Okay so the latest I'm so glad you asked this first of all um the latest research is showing that it is not standing and then sitting and, and and doing each for a certain number of minutes but it's interrupted sitting so you shouldn't be sitting for more than say i mean this this part of the research is unclear say it's logical feasible for you to sit for 30 minutes and then move around for 5 minutes because it's not necessarily logical to be like 5 minutes of sitting stand for 2 5 minutes sit sit like we can't keep going up and down so much right like we have there's other things to do but interrupted sitting is the best way and interrupt it as often as you can um pop up go just you know go do something real quick you don't you don't have to make a big deal of it I think that's another theme of this conversation like you do not need to make a big deal of movement and exercise and like just go do it don't overthink it um but yeah Inter- interrupted sitting on a ball hasn't been really shown to be super great for the spine. So I know some people, there was a while, a fad, I would call this one a fad where people were sitting on like a giant exercise ball instead of a chair. Yeah. Yes. That one, they show that it's kind of, it's not good for the spine and kind of might throw your hips out of alignment. So that one is kind of, you don't really see people doing that much anymore, Um, there was a little bit that it did do some core activation, um, abdominal and low back mid back activation, but I don't think it was anything like life-changing. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the thought on that. Um, there's so much research on reducing sedentary time, because as you said, we we are sedentary a lot of the times, um, Mm -hmm. if you're in an office type job or, computer work job um yeah so get up as often as you as you can definitely the apple watches and fitbits tell you uh at what is it like 55 minutes into the hour stand up for like the last five minutes or something like that and then people go like this with their arm and just shake their arm and like <laughs> okay I stood up even though they didn't actually stand up
1: I take them off it's like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah People, so, people can cheat technology so badly.
0: <laughs> right. I remember that with the uh, Wii video game console that it was like, hey, oh, yeah. you are going to move around. And then next thing you know, I was bowling just like this. Like, yeah. you know, just my hand yeah. wrist movement. Thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so so some of our audience members are asking really good questions now, and this yeah, first one, I'm actually, I'm not um, familiar with, so I apologize if I'm uh, unlocking something that I'm not aware of, but um, what is, or do you have an opinion on Polaris? I, that, that's all I'm being given. Is that yeah, that's the heart rate
2: monitor, as far as I know, uh, if that person wants to clarify, but um, maybe we can give them a, yeah. a sec. Um
0: uh, and then also what well, we're kind of waiting for our audience to to participate in that one. Um, do you have an opinion on like saddle, like office chairs or some of those different, are those beneficial? Or again, is it just something that we're like, all right, hey, this is just trying yeah. to help.
2: So there, they do sell like ergonomically correct office chairs. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, with those. Um, I think as long as you feel supported enough and every body is different. So what maybe looks ergonomically correct on that chair for that person might not suit you the same. Um, and, you know, chairs can move up and down and basically your feet should be able to be flat on the floor and you should feel, um, supported.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so as, uh, I feel like as you've talked through some of these things and we talk about social media, we talk about exercise, we talk about all the distractions that come around with it. I feel like there there's like almost in, in our society, there, there can be a um, more dark side to exercise within that stuff. You've alluded to some of, you know, eating disorders and, and um, mm-hmm. things like that. I, a lot of times, will go into more of like a, a moment of self-deprecation or, or, you know, self-loathing when I'm when I'm either trying to eat different and I go and have that chocolate cake or when I don't exercise or things like that. Um, I, I think that that may be um, common because I'm trying to do well and I fail and then I feel terrible about myself mm-hmm. and then I don't want to do that what what is a suggestion or or something that you may have experienced to potentially stop that that cycle or 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 stop that that thinking
2: yeah um great question you're just full of them today (laughs) Um, i would say there that's black and white thinking and we should try and avoid that um because no one can be a hundred percent Eating perfectly and and moving perfectly to what their body needs all the time, every day. And the opposite is also true. Like there's nothing wrong with having a piece of chocolate
0: cake. Um I'm gonna that's it, the only thing I'm hearing from this whole podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I would argue maybe there's nothing wrong with eating a piece of chocolate cake every day, but it's all about balance and not feeling guilt for when you do something that society has trained you into thinking is bad. Um, I, I do, I am an optimist and I tend to focus on the positive things. So I, I suggest for people like after you do something like an exercise session, or you ate a meal that was uh, full of vegetables and made you feel really good and healthy, like take a moment and just be like, wow, that made me feel good about myself. You need to tell, you need to like train your brain to want more of that. So every time you do something that is healthy for your body, take a moment and celebrate it and just be like, wow, I nourished my body. I moved my body and I should do more of that. I'm going to do more of that and and start kind of focusing more on the the positive things. And then you worry less about the the things that before society has trained you are, are bad things
0: yeah that makes me that already makes me feel yeah. good so all warm you.
2: and fuzzy also,
1: <laughs> also like this conversation kind of make me think about like why i start using some of these devices or some of this up and, and sometimes it's just because like again i don't have self-motivation to do like with covid for example like i i'm more a person that would like to go and play basketball at you know at the court or play soccer at mm-hmm. the court stuff like that i'm not that type of person that exercise by itself so those technology can as you said there's a tool as a uh, facilitate or to for example monitor progresses or monitor how much exactly. calories you have you have born but uh but you also thinking about what you said before like take I mean take away the technology when when you're doing something for yourself and I was thinking about like sometimes when I was younger I was just taking the ball and go shooting by myself and mm-hmm. no tv no no you know fitbit no Exactly. Apple laughing, laughing, like that, I was just happy I did that, and I didn't care about you know how much calorie I burned or how much better I was. Um, so I don't know. I'm I, I hold for technology in general, but this kind of like made me uh, think that maybe sometimes the key is not it's not just like how much you did, but it's more how you feel about
2: exactly, what exactly. And, and here, this is a good time to bring this up too. Some people like to see the numbers. Some people like to know how many minutes they exercise, uh, how how well they slept at night, all that stuff. I'm not one of those people, and I know I'm not alone. I I just don't care about it. I, I don't I don't want to live and die by those numbers. I want I want to go based on how I feel. Um, I wore an Apple Watch for a year. It was a gift from my husband, and
0: shocking. I,
2: <laughs> ashamedly, was like, I hate this thing.
0: I, I don't I bet that I destroyed his heart
2: <laughs> I know um I I stopped wearing it and oh my gosh I felt so much better that this thing wasn't constantly like it's meant to like nudge you towards health mm-hmm. but yeah. if you if you don't need those nudges and you prefer to be a little bit more free flow in what you do then that technology is not for you um some people like it some people like to see the numbers. They like to see the rings closing up. They like that gamification. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. So, yeah. you kind of have to go use the technology in a way that is helpful to you.
0: Wow, okay. And this I feel like is all useful and beneficial information that I can like go apply today. So I am truly grateful for this. And now I, I um, want to ask again, one of our awesome audience members is uh, inquiring about your opinion on Pilates and, and oh, that yeah. specific uh, exercise style or, or movement. Is, is that another good thing? Is that a beneficial thing is where you yeah. At-
2: Yeah, 100%. Pilates has also been around for a while. Um, I think it was a post-World War I exercise for people who were injured in battlefield to like exercise from bed using a system of pulleys. And so even though you're bedridden, you can still work on your upper body strength because you're pulling these. Um, you know, sheets towards you that are attached to an elastic band. So it was meant to, to help people gain strength in a time when, you know, most people injured in, in a battle, like can't really do anything. So this was meant to strengthen them. Um, and then it kind of became more of this uh, fitness like for anybody, um, injured or not injured. Uh, and to this day, it continues to serve both, um, populations. So people who are, um, trying to recover from an injury and then people just seeking general fitness, um, here at NIU, we have Pilates reformers, which are amazing. And pre COVID I was teaching that class, um, So hopefully we'll get it back at some point, um, in the near future, but yeah, great, great exercise. It is one of those exercises. Um, it gives you feedback while you're doing the exercise because if you, so it's like pulleys and, and elastic bands. So if you don't have control, the machine will control you. Like it will toss you off. So you need to choose the right weight settings and you, it's working, um, both, say you're doing like a leg lift, it's working as you extend your leg out, but also as you bring your leg back in. So you're getting the the strength both directions. Also stretching and strengthening at the same time. It's really neat. I highly recommend trying it.
0: That's that was that was actually incredibly interesting, and I didn't mean to say actually like this hasn't been this this whole (laughs) conversation has been. I just didn't know. Surprisingly interesting. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, because and and this goes kind of to my my next thing, um, and my next question is, I. I I traditionally loathe exercising. And I feel like um, it's always been presented to me as a chore or something that um, maybe I was traumatized in middle school when I had to go to gym or something like that. Could be. You are not alone in that. (laughs) And And so, like now, as an adult, i'm I'm like really trying, but every time I'm just like, I have this negative opinion of it. and And so hearing some of those stories and, and some of those different ways to to shift that perspective is is really helpful. i'm I'm pleasantly surprised by that
2: so so two things. Um, I've heard this time and time again that we, instead of calling it exercise, which has some some weight to it, from childhood or PE class or whatever, call it movement. Cause it takes mm-hmm. away, exercise actually by definition is planned, structured, physical activity. Whereas movement is like, you know, move your arms around and, and dance or walk around, that's movement. So if we call it movement, it kind of takes away some of the pressure from, from what you're doing which may actually be exercise, but takes it takes away the, the stress of it. So I would say maybe focus on calling it movement instead of exercise. Um, and that opens the door there. Um, also, I've heard that uh, movement is a privilege and you get to move your body. You have the opportunity to move your body. So it's just kind of reframing it to make it feel like, Oh, whoa, that's cool. I get to do that. Okay, I'm gonna totally do that, right? Not like I have to do it, I get to do it.
0: Especially when when in our society we have a lot of people that that may not have the able a- exactly. ability to and exactly. yeah, that that hit me uh, in the heart there, so that just got me. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, damn, I'm not okay. I gotta take this opportunity and enjoy this life as much as possible. Exactly. <laughs>
2: this recording so then, is here for whenever you need it in the future.
0: Right, exactly. That's why we do this podcast for everyone. Just come <laughs> back to this moment right now and remember, hey, I have the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're, we're getting close to the, the end of our, of our conversation here. And, and I kind of, I want to end with, with one thing um, that I think can kind of encapsulate everything here. What is like an exercise or, or a, a movement or something that you personally enjoy that maybe not everyone thinks of off the top of your head? Like I understand, like walking I, that I'm so glad we started there because I promised today I am, if it stays relatively. Okay. I'm going to walk. Like I like that one, but something that maybe some people may not try or think about right off the top of their head.
2: Okay. So one of my favorite moves to do is it's a, it's a power posture and it's where you basically stand up and put your hands up in the air. Like you're making an X with your body. So your arms are up to the ceiling. Your feet are wider than shoulder width. So you've just made like an X shape with your body and it's that big reach up and that big extension and lengthening. And then you squat down and you pull your elbows to the rib cage. And meanwhile, you're opening your chest and you're, you're really expanding. And then you, you go one right into the next. So you go big X and then you shrink into that squat pose tight with the elbows to the rib cage and then expand and then pull down and expand. And that is actually, um, psychologically it, it's a. Posed to increase confidence. It's it's called a power posture, right? So you are expanding and you are taking up the space when you're in that X shape with your body, and then you're pulling it down and you're creating that contraction. So you're squatting, you're contracting, you've got um, muscle contraction happening in the biceps, the deltoid, the shoulder, and the pectoral muscles, the chest. So you're contracting, pulling down, and then you expand and you stretch it up and you're breathing while you're doing this. You could do it slowly. You could do it fast to increase the heart rate. So then you get the cardiovascular benefit, but you're just kind of, that is one of my favorite moves to do. And it's like, it's like a hype move. It like gets you pumped for whatever you have to do. So if you're nervous about something like do your power posture and you'll feel so much better.
0: Dr. Herman, I think that is an incredible way to end that stuff. Anyone who's got a presentation coming up or, you know, first date or something, you know, go yes, ahead and, and own totally. that. totally. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I, I'm truly grateful for the time you've given us today. I, I, I'm blown away by this conversation. And thank you so much for being here, Dr. Herman. Thank,
2: thank you for inviting me. I'm glad we can kind of like merge these topics together. Um, two things that are very interesting to me. <laughs>
0: Perfect. And and hey, we may uh, touch base as new fads come through and <laughs> be like, hey, is this real? I'm here. Is this a good thing? <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Very good. All, perfect. And for all of our listeners, thank you so much for being here again. The gateway is always brought to you by NIU's College of Business. Please make sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are free found. We truly appreciate anyone who's subscribing so we can continue bringing wonderful people like Dr. Dr. Herman for our conversations. Biagio, my friend, it's always nice having you and everyone go out, walk, move, enjoy that, that ability. And thank you all so much for being here.